Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring this episode. We greatly appreciate you over at ASC of Batman HQ. Welcome, Anchor. All hail, Anchor. Welcome to the podcast, all my favorite listeners. This is ASC of Batman. You're listening to the ASC of Batman Working Title Podcast. I hope you feel welcome, and I hope you'll enjoy today's episode. Today's episode, uh, BC. Why don't you tell uh, everyone what the episode is? Uh, Christmas shit. Christmas shit. Let's go. Woo. Woo. Sorry, we we sound so down. It's it's early for us. Like they like it's, and uh, we're just not transcending this morning. No. Um. <clears throat> um. But first, before we hit the Christmas shit, what do you recommend, BC? Right now, go. Oh fuck! Ah. Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> me, me checking my letterbox. Yeah. Uh, me checking my my letterbox. My your what? <laughs> me checking my letterbox. Oh, you said like Lexbox or something. I'm like, <laughs> you're a Lexbox. Um, what did I recommend last time? What did you recommend? Oh fuck! What did you oh, recommend last time? I, uh, I recommended <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. Mary Shelley's. Like I've seen two. <clears throat> I've seen a lot of shit since then, um, but the one I'd recommend is um, okay. Uh, okay. Justice, uh, Justice Society, World War Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw that you that you had a, a reviewed. Uh, tell tell everyone about it. Tell, tell everyone about it. Um, so DC <laughs> Animation been around for a while, and I I generally. Generally, generally like um their stuff not every single one is amazing but uh, a lot of them are pretty good and they've kind of switched into a new reboot universe with their animated stuff with a new style and everything mm-hmm. um with like man of tomorrow and um long halloween and this yeah. is kind of i guess within that new universe of animated features and uh, this one is about it's kind of like a flashpoint paradox thing, except instead of going into like an alternate future, it's going into an alternate past set during World War Two and the formation of the Justice Society, which is like the original Justice League. And uh, it's Barry Allen Flash gets taken from his time in the you know present day and put back in this alternate weird World War Two where like Wonder Woman and Our Man and uh, Jay Garrick Flash and uh, who else? Black Canary was on the team. Um, very uh, cool lineup of characters that you don't get to see together very often. Yeah. And um, it was it was great. Um, I love when DC goes like a little old fashioned with their like look and their feel because this definitely feels like a um throwback kind of thing have you seen uh the new frontier i don't believe so that's a that's just that's justice league the new frontier right yeah that's a animate another (laughs) animated one but that one was set in like the 50s this one's set in the 40s okay Okay. i don't there's something about when superhero movies are kind of set in like different times in the past that's just really cool to me especially because i think they really 
do it, use that to their advantage to tell like mm-hmm. a new, a really cool story and with really cool characters and kind of, it has a little bit more of a, you know, let's go fight this war kind of optimism that you don't see as much nowadays. It, everything's a little more cynical now, but that's also why it's cool because you have the modern flash in that world and he, mm-hmm. he's kind of reacting to everything going on. And he's like, this is really bad. Whereas like all the other heroes have a little more optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is it's a really cool movie and it's honestly one of the best DC animated movies um, it's up there with uh, New Frontier it's up there with uh, Flashpoint Paradox up there with Dark Knight Returns it's just really fucking good like mm-hmm. um, it's a ton of fun a lot of action but it also has really great character moments and um, decent animation it's direct to video so it's not going to be you know spider-verse levels of amazing but um yeah solid animation and uh very good movie i liked it a lot all right nice that's very good very very good very very good um so my recommendation actually i might have two today i might give you all two today um <clears throat> uh, i can give you two <laughs> yeah yeah i was just you I was go. Say after say after after um this say after this one um, yeah you go <clears throat> The first one I'm gonna get off if is Licorice Pizza. Ah, uh, damn! I want to watch that. It's so so like trust me. The hype for this when the when the first trailer dropped, actually the first poster dropped before the trailer, or did they drop on the same day? I can't remember. I don't I'm very remember. Sure, I'm, ve- I'm very sure the trailer dropped like shortly after, not the same day, but like shortly after, like a week or so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um. Um, this is a new film from Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, for any for any film fan out there who knows who recognizes that name, uh, you know that this is highly, highly, highly anticipated for any of his fans. This is for, this is fans of There Will Be Blood, The Master, um, Boogie Nights. Um, what else was it? Hold on. Um, I've Phantom seen Thread. I've seen Phantom, Phantom I've seen Phantom, Phantom Thread and I've seen Punch Drunk Punch Love. Love. Punch Drunk Love is also great. Uh, Magnolia. Inherit Vice, Heart Eight, and Anima. Um, if you are a fan of any of those, um, you should know going in, this is a smaller scale um, PTA, and this could not have been any better for it. Like, like, like this is this is genuinely really awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it when um, when um, PTA goes smaller. He does. He um, he's tackled some really big stuff with There Will Be Blood, Phantom Thread, especially The Master. If you ask me, um, Magnolia and The Master are his biggest films, like scale wise, like they are genuine mm-hmm. sprawling films with deep themes and everything. This is his most chill movie ever, and he does so so well at being chill. He it's it's genuinely phenomenal, and I think that does really well for a director who. Who really, who who really dabbles in bigger stuff? Now, a Boogie Nights, I consider that film to be pretty chill, except for like this one scene where Alfred Alfred Molina, he's just he's trying to chill, but he's on he's on some shit, and everyone is on edge, and I'm like, and I'm over here like like that is the most stress. That's one of the most stressful things I've seen in the PTA film, and there's a lot of shit in PTA's discography, this filmography. Sorry, I've been thinking about music lately. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Set in, the, set in the San Fernando Valley of the 1970s, the film follows a high school student who is also a successful child actor. That is very, very, very vague, but I do have to say um, the only thing you really need to, to know about it going in is that it is a romance film and it's a slice of life film. So it's two, it's two hours and ten minutes and uh, of just that and honestly goodness this film is just it, it it's great i i absolutely love it um i saw a really 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 early screening um i, I got very i got very very lucky enough to to see it um very very early found a found one near me well near me air quotes uh, <laughs> and um yeah, if you look at if you look at um, what everyone's thinking early on, like early reception, they all think the same thing that this film's pretty great. Um, with especially uh, with its cast, with it, like everyone agrees that the cast is freaking phenomenal. The actor mm-hmm. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, the, the 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 his son, he, his name is um is Cooper. Uh, this is his feature day. De- this is his um debut feature film, like as in like being in acting. And for anyone that has any fear about that, he's he's great, absolutely great. He, oh man, it, he's he's awesome. But the star of the film has to be Alana Hyam. And while I have some bias listening, be, being a fan of her of her and her sister's band, the hot um, the Hyam sisters or just Hyam, um, seeing her in the trailer really. Seeing her in the poster in the trailer really made me very hyped for this. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is like, this is like never, rarely, sometimes always. Cause this is, this is her first time like really acting. And um, she had done some short films and such and everything like that. But, um, but this is really her first time I've, I really, I really seen her act. And this is going to make her even a bigger star than 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 when she was with the Hyam sisters. Now that is not to drag the Hyam the Hyam band through the the mud. No, no siree. Go listen to their stuff. It's they they have some great stuff. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. And um, that's essentially this whole film in a nutshell. Absolutely great. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper. He's freaking hilarious in this. I didn't expect him to be that freaking funny. I mean. This is some of the most unhinged stuff that Bradley Cooper has ever done, and that's saying a lot. Um, Sean Penn. Okay. Sean Penn. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Tom Waits. I'm not gonna lie, seeing him there, my my heart just went. Not because I guess like I have a crush on him or something. It's like a, it's like he's done some amazing stuff. He was in in Ballad Buster Scruggs. He was in Dracula. He was in Seven Psychopaths. He was in The Outsiders. He was in a lot of stuff. Especially with uh with um Jim Jarmish with like Mystery Train and Down by Law, Chef Kiss, ah, awesome, 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 awesome. This this whole film I just characterized to be awesome, awesome, awesome. Straight up like great, great film, great cinematography, great script. I love the writing for this. I love, I love um, it's a coming of age love story, and yes, yes, I. BC, you know me. I I love me some coming of age movies. I love those. I love I love those films with all my heart. And love and love stories are pretty darn great if done right. And this is done very very right. It it was in the top ten of my uh, it it's in the top ten of my of my twenty twenty one um year list right now. 
it was top 10 when I walked out of the theater. It still is now. And uh, I genuinely can't wait for everyone to watch it when it goes wide Christmas Day, December 25th. Trust me, this is like, it's not having a streaming date or anything. NBC and I had talked about this at some length, but um, it doesn't have a streaming date. But trust me, this is one you want to go to the theaters for. It doesn't have any sense of big scale or anything, but this is a film that really, really warrants a theater watch if that makes sense trust me yeah it it genuine like 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 if you're saving your money for no way home all fair to you but trust me when i say you might want to save that money for uh for um for um licorice pizza trust me it's it's that great it's that great awesome yeah i'm excited i want to watch it um I have not seen too many PTA films, even though I should have. Um, I've seen Phantom Thread and I've seen Punch Drunk Love, and both were great. Um, okay. And I, I love coming of age movies. So, also, um, this, oh yeah, this is one that I forgot. Yeah, I, what's I forgot. I forgot to ask. Uh, what rating would you give um, um, your your recommendation first uh, for Justice League uh, that war thing? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Just Society gets a uh letterbox i have it at a nine so i'll stick with the nine um and of course i i i rate it based on the other dc animated movies not like i'm not comparing this nine out of ten to all other nine out of tens you know yeah if you're if you're a fan of the DC animated films, uh, definitely give that. A watch. I will definitely give that a watch. I, that one was that one was on the list for a while, um, but then a lot. I of thought Hall- I thought it far exceeded Long Halloween. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So I, I for anyone that doesn't know, I really like Long Halloween. Uh, the first one I thought was really good, really great setup for part two, and I really loved part two. I loved. It really yeah. great. I thought I thought it was really great payoff. Um, for from Licorice Pizza, my rating is five out of five. Genuinely amazing film. Oh yeah, awesome. I, like like great, absolutely phenomenal. <clears throat> oh, what was your other recommendation? You go next. Um, it's not quite as high of a recommendation, just because I don't know what people will feel about it. Um, wait, 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 wait. Um, here's here's some here's something interesting. How about instead of we can add this, we can add this. But um, they can have this system. Would you recommend it or would you not recommend it? As in, like, as in you can do either. <clears throat> as in, like, you saw something very awful and, um, like, something really bad that you really didn't like. And then you're just like, yeah, don't watch this. You know, you can do that as well. I, I wanted to implement that in the last couple episodes, but I always forgot to. Just so you can do um, so you, Sorry, go ahead. A movie that I absolutely did not like recently you can't you, was... can't you can do that you or you could do what you what you said you weren't sure about recommending you could also oh. be not sure about it you could be halfway okay um don't watch dire wimpy kid it sucks but that's not mm-hmm. the one i was gonna talk about mm-hmm. um when i say dire wimpy kid i mean the animated one that just came out but yeah. um pig pig with nicholas cage um pig. i liked it a lot um, I, I don't know if I'd say love necessarily, but I, I really genuinely liked it. And I just don't know who, like, who, I, I guess people listening would like it because, like, if you're listening to a film podcast, you probably like film. But um, this is not 
an average movie at all. No, it's uh, no, decidedly, it's decidedly not average. Um, like it goes out of its way to be different. Um, because you get the setup for the movie, you hear the premise and the setup, and you kind of have a thing in your head like, okay, this is where it's gonna go, right? And it just never does that. Um, so I could see that being disappointing for people. And to be completely honest, I was a little disappointed at first, but then as I kind of sat with it, I was like, okay, I, I see what it was doing and I really like it and appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I, I've, I've, I've seen pig. I, I'd recommend it as well, but, um, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it has that sort of setup where it looks like something else, but it is something else entirely, you know, mm-hmm. you know yeah, like when you look back at it and seeing and seeing what you've seen so far, you think to yourself, oh, that's what it is. OK, cool. I had the exact same um, reaction when I saw it. And um, I, I, re- I, I, I thought I thought it was all the better for it. Um, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's, it's, I yeah. know especially what you're talking about, too. Yeah, I thought it was I mean, go another direction. I'll admit I was like, where's the cool shit? You know, I was kind of waiting for like some moment where everything's just going to like go crazy. And it never really does that. And like, uh, like I said, at first, my, uh, you know, alpha male brain was like, where's Nicolas Cage going to beat up a bunch of people? But like, as I sat with it, I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is actually great. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you want to see Nicolas Cage beating the shit out of things, just watch Willy's Wonderland. I mean, you get enough of that in and if, that and if movie. You wanna, if, and if you want to see um, Nicolas Cage go absolutely ham on some motherfuckers, go watch Mandy. Since uh, I Ma- still Mandy, oh. Mandy is one of the most ape shit films I've seen. Bro, I'm it is crazy. so. I, I need to watch it, and I. Oh, keep... you haven't seen it? Okay, I thought you had. No, I need to. It. I know I need to. I've it's pretty think, great. I've, it's pretty great. <laughs> I've known about it for years. I just haven't quite gotten there. But yeah, um it came out in 2018. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. It's three years. Ah, ah. Color out of space is a great Nicholas yes, Cage movie. Yes, absolutely. That's one of that's definitely one of those. It's a I won't say it's, it's too slow of a of a film because it is still and it's still I, I think it's pretty fast to be honest. But, no, color out of space is perfectly paced. Yeah, I never exactly. got bored. No, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Is, is thinking that um, I'll, when I saw the um the poster for it, my brain and I hear the the premise, my brain just went, "This might be a bit slow." I like that, and um, no, not at all. The the pace is of its own. If you ask me, it's one of a kind. Um, I'm not saying it's the absolute most unique pace ever, but like I remember sitting there just thinking to myself, "This thing is fucking insane," and I fucking love it. Yeah, but anyway, pig. It is not for everyone, but Dude. I do recommend it, and I think that. Once you kind of realize where it's going and what what it has been, uh, you will start to really like and appreciate it. And uh, I uh, I really liked Pig. Yeah, good. That's good. That's good. And my last recommendation will be Bendetta. Now, this... oh, is that the is that the? Um, sorry, this is gonna sound gross, but is it the poster on Litterbox with the nun with her breast showing? Out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was. <laughs> Isn't um, it Paul Verhoeven? Yes, it is. This okay. motherfucker. This motherfucker. He, he has. The, he has the weirdest filmography I've seen. He went from fucking down. RoboCop to, to none to, to, sh- to, to Showgirls. He did Showgirls. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. 
He did. He did. He did. Let me just name them off for you. The ones that I have seen. Um, RoboCop, Total Recall, Starship Troopers, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Vendetta, and ugh, Hollow Man. Oh, God. Ugh. Is that watched, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Being that film was, that film was fucking skeezy, man. That film was fucking skeezy. Mm. Anyway, um, so Vendetta. In the late 17th century, with plague ravaging the land, Bendetta Carlini joins the convent in Pescia Tuscani as a novice. Capable from an early age of performing miracles, Bendetta's impact on life on the community is, an, is, immense, is immediate and momentous. This is probably the horniest film I've seen this year, and my, my God, my, my, my God, I cannot believe the cast here. Vir, Vir, Virginie Efria, Efira, um, she does a beautiful, beautiful lead performance. I genuinely could not believe it. And this film is so I, I I can't even give you anything about it past that. Honest to goodness, it is so much more than that. It is genuinely bonkers. I straight up, I'm at a loss for words to even describe the film, but. A lot, a lot, a lot of people really like this film. I'm thinking to myself, yes, absolutely, yes. This is this is this is very good. This is very good. Um, yeah, like I said, this is this is the horniest film of 2021 thus far. I'm very sure they're, they're like because it's a uh, it's December 8th right now. Um, as we're recording, it's I'm very sure there won't be anything to take its place, and I really hope there isn't because honest to goodness, I also think this film is a one of its kind. It's not just that normal horny nun movie. Nah, fam. This is... Oh, boy. I think you forgot that both uh, Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina are going to be in No Way Home. So maybe that'll be the horniest. I mean, like, I mean, that'll be the film to make you ejaculate in theaters. I, I wa- Yeah, exactly. So, 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 so I watched this one at home. So I watched no, it's home. the one that's going to make soda come, not me. No, soda's <laughs> going to come in your mouth. Um, anyway. <laughs> Oh, shit. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah. yeah um, then I, I can't really go into that much detail with with Benedita, Benedetta because, honest to goodness, that's a film we should watch blind. The only reason, like, like I remember, I remember seeing this poster, and then just, and then just, uh, just adding it to my watch list immediately, thinking to myself, "Oh my god, what the fuck is this shit." Then I hear it gets released later this year. I'm like, yes, I will be there for it. I sadly could not be there for it, but um, but then they they had it at a theater at home, so uh, watched it. So I so like so I watched it and five out of five. This I I genuinely I can't get into. It. I genuinely can't get into it. It it amazes me how how Paul Verhoeven's um um bat batch of insane filmography. I cannot believe it, and like this is. Honest to goodness, this made me want to do a marathon of every single one of his flicks. I want to do that now. I've seen RoboCop, and I think that's it. I just got done with the Scooby-Doo. I just got done with the Scooby-Doo marathon, and I'm pretty tapped out from doing marathons for the rest of the year. But my my next one's going to be Godzilla, the Godzilla movies. Oh, yeah. I I was going to do a Godzilla marathon before Godzilla vs. Kong, and then I realized, like, I don't think I can do this, but I did watch the original and I watched the uh, sequel called 
Uh, what the fuck was the sequel called? Is one with Angiris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up. Uh, Strikes Again. Was it called Strikes Again? Hold on, let me find it. Hold on. Um, Raids Again. Mm-hmm. Raids Again. I was very close. I saw the original and I saw Raids Again. And I saw the um, Americanized version of the original with Raymond Burr. I watched that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and I watched um, Godzilla 84 or Godzilla Returns or Return of Godzilla, whatever you want to call it. There's like five different names for it. Yeah, um, yeah. I watched that one as well. But um, I did not watch all of them because there's way too fucking many. I'd say there's only, uh, say there's, um, there's 34 of them. I could knock this out in a month. Oh my God. I have to be way more. It's it's longer than Bond though. Bond is only like twenty five. Yeah. Um. Wait, is it really twenty five? Um. It's been going for twenty five years, right? No, nope, no, nope. it's twenty five films probably. Hold up, hold up. I'm Bond's sorry, guys. Been, yeah. Say Bond's been going. Well, for a long. there's two unofficial Bond movies. What are those? Um. Never say never again with Sean Connery. That was a not canon. I see. Um, because it was not made by Eon. It was a weird thing where like they um, Eon had the movie rights, but then this other company I can't remember um, had the rights to one of the books, so okay. they were able to release a Bond movie with Sean Connery based off one of the books the same year that um, I could be, I think it was A View to a Kill All right. came out. So they All actually right. competed with each other. I see, I see. Um, um, and then there's also Casino Royale from the 60s. Oh yeah, the OG, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. That is not That's canon, not canon either. either. No. <clears throat> um, um, yeah. Um, well, was, oh yeah, I want to do a Verhoeven um marathon. I, I'm going to do a Godzilla marathon, and Menadetta is five out of five. Genuinely, really great film. It's in my top fifteen of the year, and uh, I highly recommend it for anyone that is in the mood for for um for something very very surprising, very very surprising. Like, although I can't say I can des- I can't say I, I can describe what it is. I I can say that's definitely one of the most surprising films of 2021. Awesome. Yes, sir. So that ends our recommendation section. And now we're going to get into our Christmas shit. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas shit. Um, so, so BC, BC. Yeah. What, so what exactly are we going to do with the Christmas shit? Um. I don't know. We didn't play this out super well. I was just no, like, we here's the one, here's the ones I like, and here's the ones I don't like. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's essentially what happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> um. Let me think. Let's just knock out our favorites. Like one okay. by one. Let's just knock out like like one by one, and then we'll 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 see how it goes from there. Honestly, goodness. Uh, you go right. first. Guess goes first. Uh, Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. That's a great one. National uh, lampoons. National lampoons. Uh, Christmas vacation. Yep. Um, 
that's for, <coughs> for anyone that doesn't know, that's the um, that's the Griswold's family's um, stab <laughs> at Christmas, and it is as much of a classic as I remember it. Um, and it's so fucking funny. It's very funny. It's very funny. Um, I know a lot of people that don't like the film that much. They say the film's not that funny until this specific scene uh, where where Chevy Chase goes into this rant, which is which is the funniest part of the film, no doubt. Oh, yeah, but there's still hilarious stuff before that. Yeah, people don't agree with that, but I don't know why. But <clears throat> No, it's hilarious. I mean, it's such a clever comedy. I think it's pretty darn, yeah, I think it's pretty darn great uh, sometimes. Um, definitely a great favorite. It's a, definitely a favorite that we play every year. <clears throat> um, uh, for anyone that who has not seen it, uh, it came out what nineteen ninety three? No, eighty nine. I think eighty nine, eighty nine. Yes, eighty nine, eighty nine. Yep. Um, um, for anyone that doesn't know, the Vacation series is about a family that tries to do vacations, and it all goes wrong in pretty fucking hilarious ways. Um, there's vacation, there's Christmas vacation. This is not in order. Uh, vacation, Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation, European vacation, and the reboot in 2015. I want to say you are vacation. you are right that it's not in order because European vacation was the Ooh. second one. Yeah, and it's still, it looks like now it sucked. <laughs> oh, European was okay. Vegas sucked. Vegas sucked ass. I just, yeah. I, th- I think Europeans suck though. Um, Christmas Vacation did something really crazy and become the third film in a in a in a pretty in like a pretty great first film, a a, a sucky second film, and like and like an out of this world sequel. Like like honestly, goodness, it was just I I I was genuinely very happy um, realizing that um that that this franchise did that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and um, uh, then Vegas comes in and becomes the worst vacation film by a mile. Um, I have then, not seen the newest one with Ed Helms. Uh, you, it's pretty, it's pretty decent. It's decent. Um, okay. I'd put it like, like if I were to rank it for you, Vacation, Chris's Vacation, Vacation Reboot, uh, European Vegas. Yeah, I. I'd uh, do the same, except I have not seen the uh, reboot. But um, I love, 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 love the original and um, just the one just just called Vacation. And then I also love Christmas, although not quite as much as the original Vacation. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's a great choice. I love to I love to rewatch it every year as well. Um, I'm going to I'm going to be very I'm going to I'm going out with the family. No, for Christmas, um, we're going. We're going out. We're celebrating um, somewhere else, and uh, I hope I hope to get the family together to watch that one. Cause on, cause, cause I, I I just love watching it. I just love watching it every every year. Yeah, um, great. We're gonna have the hap, 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 happiest happy. Christmas since <laughs> since being Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that's an amazing line. That's a, that's a, that, that's hallelujah. A, Holy, Holy shit. shit! Where's the Tylenol? Oh, hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Pretty great stuff. And then, uh, fucking, oh, cousin Eddie, cousin Eddie, he's he's too good. He's I I don't care what anyone says. He's he's freaking hilarious in this. Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid bodies that roll. Shitter's full. 
Yeah. Yeah, cousin Eddie's hilarious. He said, um, she gets uh what like hit hmm. by a truck, her eyes go across, yeah, yeah. kicks her, they go yeah. back to normal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um and then um, He's hilarious. And, then, and then and then even even in um even in um in Clark Griswold, the father, even in his fantasy about the pool, um oh. <laughs> Fucking cousin Eddie's on the diamond board <laughs> yeah. with the little things on, and he's wearing a speedo. <laughs> when he's talking to the cashier, and then Rusty comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. You can't see the line, can you, Russ? Nope. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, <laughs> hilarious movie. Um, I I get genuinely kind of surprised when people have not seen it, but like I talked to a. Uh, one of my friends at school, and they're like, "What's Christmas Vacation?" And like, "What the fuck?" That's usually me with you guys when you guys say you haven't seen something. Yeah, that's, that's usually me. I'm like, I'm over here like, 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 like you serious, bro? And then, you, I, and, then I think, and, then, and then I think to myself, "Wait, no one watches as many films as I do a day." Yeah, with your fucking <laughs> ten thousand watches or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't um, know your actual count, but hold on, seven, let me check. Seven thousand three, almost yeah. three hundred, almost. 300. Holy shit, damn. <clears throat> um, what else? Um, cousin Eddie. Um, the rest of the cast is pretty darn is pretty darn great as well. I this is my favorite Russ, but I think I'm biased because I just like this film a lot. Um, this yeah, I mean, um, every Rusty's I, different. I mean, like I love I Anthony, like um, I love you, Anthony, Anthony Michael I love, Hall. I like I love Anthony you, Anthony. Michael, but, yeah, Anthony um, Michael Hall. I I love you, man, but like, I actually I do I do prefer uh, Jonathan Galecki. Yeah, Jonathan Galecki. Um, I, I don't know something about his slightly younger Rusty. Is I don't is, know. He's is, just and and he add, he he's not it's not that um it's not that um that Anthony Michael Hall didn't add a comedy to the um to to the OG with the family. He adds that he adds that um teenage. That really young teenage boy charm to it, which works in its which works in its film. But I love that we have the younger version, and I just prefer him just because he's way he's way more funny. If you ask me, I think he's hilarious. I think he's freaking hilarious. He's freaking hilarious in, in the when uh, in the isn't Clark wanting him to put up lights or something, and then he yeah, says, yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, "I've got uh, I've got, got the homework. hogs to feed." Yeah, I, I got, got the I hogs got homework. I got I got to pay the bills. I got to do the laundry. Now I got to feed the kids, and yeah, and all that. Like I'm not that. That's the funniest side that I quote every day, and my parents still don't know what I'm talking about. It's hilarious. Got the hogs to feed, yeah, and then yeah. I like Audrey in this movie a lot. I think she's hilarious. <laughs> I never really thought of Audrey much, only because only only because only because um. She is that overbearing older sister where I'm not really isn't it, biggest... isn't it Juliet Lewis in this one? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I it's her. So. She's she's got that like monotone. I don't know, something yeah. about how she plays her, the her, role. Her, her brand of comedy definitely helps feed into the film. It definitely like and it helped and that family dynamic of like Clark being the um the funny everyman, um, um, Be- Beverly D'Angelo, um, as Clark's wife, um, being that funny, um, real down to earth person brings him down to earth. 
and um and um the sister being this being this um i'm done with everything monotone bullshit um kind of comedy and russ with his um constant i'm cracking jokes as a young person comedy and it all worked very to get i I love the family in this comedy wise i love them in this yeah um is it ellen or helen is there an h there ellen it's ellen no h okay i can i can never quite understand if they're saying ellen or helen Mm -hmm. um but everyone's funny um one of my favorite quotes from Ellen is at the very beginning when they're driving and Clark is being an idiot. And mm-hmm. she says, um, Heavenly Father, who, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. she's, who, she's who, praying. Who are in heaven, please. Yeah, yeah. Some, for, some of for, my father. No, for, <laughs> forgive, father, my, 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 forgive my yeah, husband. For, he knows, he knows not, not what, what he does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Um, and then he goes, amen, and just darts out of the truck um <laughs> burn or er, burn dust eat my rubber dad i think I, it's I think... burn rubber and eat my dust whatever russ if whatever russ <laughs> and then and then, eat, and then he goes hey, eat rubber no, he's, <laughs> eat rubber you. red eat rubber red lever lips red lever <laughs> yeah that's one of the lines and then yeah he flips the guy off yeah 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 um hey kid check it out deer <laughs> flips yeah it's great hilarious movie yeah um uh that's a great choice uh my choice uh for for my turn is um the muppet christmas carol i love this movie i have not seen it really i've seen a lot of muppet stuff just not that specific one wow well i did um i've seen this one since i was very little and um I did a Muppets marathon earlier this year and it just got me in my feels, man. This like, I have no idea why this one had me on my feels. Cause I did the Muppet marathon like summer. So, mm-hmm. um, but, um, Christmas Carol, it's my favorite Christmas Carol iteration only because it proves that the, that the book me can be adapted so very well. Like it's, it's easily adaptable to include fucking puppets, fucking rug, beings that can that that only speak with hands up their ass like <laughs> i think i think that's genuinely really i think that's a really great um thing for the for the story itself not to mention the performances in the film oh mainly the lead performance by michael by sir michael kane uh i just what i i can't believe that he's just no it, it, it appears to me that no one told him that he was acting aside Muppets and he's just in his own film altogether and it works so fucking well. It's so good. I love his performance in this. He's my favorite Scrooge, probably. Um uh he yeah, he, he even fights a uh um, pa- Sir Patrick Stewart. Um j- good old John Luke Picard as my favorite as my favorite Scrooge. Um the 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 puppet the puppet work in this is very great. Um, for anyone that knows the story, you already know that that Tiny Tim dies. In this, it carries such a weight that it, it that the scene where they talk about Tiny Tim dying and like moving on and everything, and how and how everyone seems to go on with time. Um, like Kermit starts talking about that and hearing it from Kermit because this was the first film that they made without Jim Henson because Jim Henson died in 1990. Was it uh, Brian? 
Yeah, Brian Henson directed this. Yes, his son. And okay. um, and um, them and Kermit himself talking about it. It just it all. Uh, I wasn't around when this came out. I was not around, but um, um, this this definitely had some weight since since I learned about Jim Henson and everything like that when I was very young, and then learning about that through this film sort of. It always that scene always hits me hard, and you know that's just that's just it, you know. And then um, and then um, the songs here are pretty darn great, especially Marley and Marley. Marley and Marley Marley is a is a certified hood classic. I don't care what anyone says. I love that song. It's so good. Um, one. Uh, the music, like I said, the music's great here, and I feel like the film was only made for this one pun. You'll know exactly what pun I mean if you watch it. You know, like, I'm not gonna spoil the pun. It's a really good pun. I, 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 I love puns, but essentially, I, I think they're the best form of comedy. But um, and this is one pun. And I think to myself, someone thought of that, and they said, make a script around that. <laughs> and then, and then, I, and I, and I don't mind that at all. It's, I, I think it's a really great pun, and I think it fits very well. Um, like I said, the puppet work here is phenomenal. Um, um, the behind the scenes stuff is pretty great. Uh, it turns out that, um, there was this one puppet where, um, where the creators hated it so much that it was too, it was too cute. They thought it was too cute. And so no matter, so they tried their hardest to make it suffer in the film, like, um, like Scrooge, like Scrooge tossing a book at it or, um, or it's shivering in the cold or um uh, or just getting the door slammed in its face like apparently the puppeteers like like they hated the thing so much they got a kick out of that not to mention that was the sort of vibe for the entire set like there's just one outtake it's a really good one i remember watching it for the first time and it really took me like out of left field um it was the death it was when they were talking about tiny tim's tiny tim and everyone's like and then it goes like cut and then um, one of the little, one of the tiny ten sisters goes, can I have his dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Apparently that was the vibe for the whole, the whole production. And I love it. It's so good. Um, how many Christmas Carol films have you seen at BC? If you've seen any. Really not too much. Um, my favorite version of Christmas Carol that I grew up with is not one that many people have, at least from what I know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, Mickey's Christmas Carol is pretty great. And it's the one with Scrooge McDuck. And oh, yeah. And Mickey is a. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Mick, Mickey is uh, his partner Bob Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Or Crat is it Cratchit or Ratchet? It's Cratchit. <laughs> um. And it's the one. It has the um, giant from Jack and the Beanstalk as the one of the ghosts, and it has a Pete as a the Ghost of Christmas uh, Future, I think. Yep. Yeah. And uh, really, really great stuff. I love that version of Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, it's a really good one for anyone that hasn't seen. That's that's definitely a really good choice for a for um. A... And I like it because it's I like it because it's very quick. Mm. Um, I think that that um that um I definitely do think it's a pretty great one. I wouldn't consider it my favorite just because it's that short. Um only, only but that's only because I like the book a lot. 
and I'm uh, I'm not I'm not a stickler for the book, honest to goodness, because the book's not that great. But you know, I always love different adaptations. I always love hearing about it and everything like that. Um, yeah, I think I, got, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, I just remember not for this specific one, but I remember I saw the Jim Carrey and yeah, weird yeah. the Z- the Zemeckis one in yeah. uh, theaters when I was like five years old and i remember it freaked me out like the animation was scary looking when i was a little kid so so i watched that when i was seven in theaters and the only part that really scared me was the fucking the dementor the dementor looking thing i i look up at i'm 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 like i'm like that shit's fucking scary dude i I, i'm not vibing mom take me out i'm I'm not vibing with this i hate this i hate this i hate it i mean even um Mickey's Christmas Carol, Pete is kind of creepy. Oh, I don't think he's creepy. I think he's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's pretty fucking terrifying. When, um, oh man, fuck, man, when it shows like, uh, do you know whose grave that is? And then he's like, why it's no, yours? Why Ebenezer. it's you, Ebenezer. And then, and then he, and then he, and then he, he lights his thing, lights his oh, cigar. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, oh man. That's genuinely chilling. That's just chilling. It's so fucking good. Um, I really love Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, yes, my Christmas Carol pick. Um, so uh, that's that's from me. Uh, my for me, it's um Muppets Christmas Carol, my favorite Christmas Carol film, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, Muppets films like ever. Like I freaking love, I freaking love that movie. And um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. I think we have time to do uh, at least two more rounds, you know, where it's just you, me, and you and me. So uh, do you have another one up your up your sleeve that you can take about? Yeah. Um, another, I mean, the ones I like are kind of the commonly liked ones, I guess. Um, but Home Alone. Home Alone's pretty good. Home Alone's pretty darn um, good. It's pretty darn good. Anybody who says two is better than one is just fucking wrong. Two... And all of the sequels are fucking abysmal, in my opinion. All of them. Even two. And I know uh, people like two, but I thought I it was... Like I don't like it. I like two. But um, the <laughs> I think the reason I love the first one so much is that it's such a all-around, well-constructed comedy, and it isn't just funny when the criminals are getting hurt, even though it's hilarious. But um, That's what I got to say. Yeah, the slapstick's awesome. Yeah, but it's not just that that makes it funny. It's the characters and their interactions and the acting and fucking Catherine O'Hara's hilarious. Um, I, 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 she, she has one. She has, she has like top five mom performances of all time. Oh, she, I, I fucking great. love her. She's freaking um, hilarious. John, John Hurd is the dad. He's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I for, I don't know the actor's name, but Uncle Frank is hilarious. Yeah, uh, actually, actually, hold up. Yeah, his name always slips past me. I don't know why it always slips past me. Hold up. Guy who plays Uncle Frank. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> it's it's so classic. Jerry you know? Jerry Bayman. Jerry Bayman. If uh, okay. Uh, oh shit, he's still alive. Really? Yes. Yeah, well, that's cool though. Um, yeah. I don't. It's and um. There's just something the whole movie is watchable and funny. And um my kind of uh 
one year ago or two years ago. I think it was actually pre-COVID, so 2019. I watched Home Alone five times in the month of December uh, a couple years ago. And, like, I never got bored of it. It's just such an all-around great comedy. And, like, every single moment is funny or heartwarming or something good. Um, Yeah. Whereas the sequels, I feel like the only semi-decent parts are the slapstick. And that's why the sequels fail where the original succeeds is because the original is funny the entire way through just with the dialogue. Mm. Um, And yeah, I love it. And also fucking John Candy coming in as Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. Fuck yes. We we love John Candy in this house. (laughs) We love John Candy in this house. And I just watched uh, Plane Chains on Automobiles for Thanksgiving. Which is a great, so. great Thanksgiving film. That's a great Thanksgiving. Double dose of candy. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> Goddamn. It's just such a fucking good movie. I definitely think that Home Alone um, 2, I definitely think that one ha- suffers a lot because like, like McCulloch at Culkin, dude, I mean, like, if I was in his position, I'd I'd pull the exact same uh, shit that he did, like, not caring about his performance at all. Like, I was, I was hanging out with, like, like he was hanging out with Michael Jackson and was blown up to stardom, stardom, and from the from the first Home Alone film alone. So I understand why he's like, oh my gosh, he's so distant, so so distant in comparison to the old film, which definitely has way more sincerity than um than than um. Then um then then um, I'll, lost uh, in New York, yeah. yeah, lost in New York, yeah, that's the one. Um, I I love it just because it's always been a childhood favorite of mine. Like I always I always will have a soft spot for it. Um, I the reason the reason why I disagree about about um all the sequels being not hilarious all the way through. Home Alone two has fucking Tim Curry and, and the hotel crew. That's all I have to say, and um. And um, while that added subplot about the um, the homeless lady with the pigeons and everything, I can't say it's fully um, it fully needs to be there um, because because you know the 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 sake of a sequel of of um, of Kevin relearning that lesson that he learned from the first one that's just useless that's stupid yeah but um. I do have to say that 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 it being a sequel, it being a sequel, like any of the sequels, just sucks ass. But I think it has a lot going for it than you give it credit for. But I do have to say, I think Home Alone is better. But but the only reason why I prefer Home Alone Two is because Home Alone is overplayed to death for me. Now you've seen it five times in one month willingly, and you enjoyed it. All the power to you. Absolutely great for you. I'm happy that you enjoy it that much. My mother enjoys it that much. Sadly, I don't share the same amount of enthusiasm for that film as you two do. I fully accept (laughs) it's a classic. I fully accept that I love it. I just cannot, cannot, cannot watch it more than once a year. If I do that, I, I will genuinely hate the first one and think the second one is the best, which I never want to do. But I do anyway. Huh. I get, I get that. Um, I disagree, but I get it. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you like the second one. It never, even when I was a kid, I never liked it. And I still don't like it. Um, and I've tried so many times to watch it start to finish. And I can never get through it. I don't know why. 
I just can't. Um, I remember seeing this one review for it saying a small child and and a duo of thieves try to murder each other. Hilarity ensues. That is that is that that should be the tagline of the movie. Pretty much. Yeah, like like and and I I think it's great. Um, how much of a cornerstone Home Alone was, and hearing about how troubled the production was and everything like that. Mm, this is great. Like I freaking love it. I love the stories of the production about how everyone was so stressed out of their ass. You know, John, like, like you know, like John Hughes, he wrote the script, and um, Yo, yeah. he just he just mm-hmm. wrote it. He just wrote it, and then he just sent it on on its merry way. He wasn't there on set or anything. He he just sent it on its merry way, which Chris, is great. Uh, That's a god move, if you ask me. That's a god move from from John Hughes. I mean, Hughes at that point in his career was able to just crank out scripts like script they were after nothing script after script yeah i can I, I can't believe this man's worth work ethic i can't believe even it. if even if they weren't great they were still made um not always by him sometimes they had different directors and uh different uh producers and stuff but yeah i mean he was at that point where he was just doing everything um he could and uh, got to respect even though not everything was great that he put out um you still got to respect that flow you know of script after script and uh home alone is definitely one of his best from that era of him i wouldn't say giving up but being less of a director and being more just a writer for hire yeah um, and uh, he, he was a producer for the thing but but he never appeared on set that was i thought that was cool but um yeah to add to your, but to add to your point about um about um about directors uh, messing up his stuff. I don't know how you could defend Carly Sue. I don't know anyone who can defend that film. I've never seen it, and I don't oh, want to. Right, 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 right. We talked. Yeah, we did. Yeah, John Hughes um, is my favorite director, and I really don't want to watch anything that's bad from him. Um, like I'll never watch Baby's Day Out or whatever. I don't. He didn't. Watch di- that. He didn't direct that. He wrote that. But, but I, yeah. I know. I'm just saying <laughs> anything that has his name attached that is bad. I don't want to watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't care uh, if it's a writing credit or a directing credit or producing. I don't care. Um, Motherfucker wrote 101 Dalmatians the reboot. Oh my god! I didn't know that. He, he wrote five Beethoven movies or whatever. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. John Hughes, like I said, I don't sell out sounds mean, but he kind of was towards the later part of his career. He stopped directing and just wrote. And what he wrote was a lot of dumb family comedies. Even though um, he made even though he made his like biggest thing with fam- with awesome family comedies. Yeah, but then they got lazy. Um, and that doesn't mean I like don't like him at all because you know i fucking love john hughes he's my favorite writer director of all time but you know everyone has that point where they're just like i need the money you know and i totally get it um a little disappointing that he wrote some bad stuff but you know it's whatever yeah Um, um i don't have to watch it you know well that's what you think now you just wait till next year, buddy. You wait till next year. Uh, God damn it. You're going to make me watch fucking. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. And I'm not going to be happy about it either. Trust me. I'm not, I'm not going to be happy <laughs> to rewatch it. I'm not going to be happy. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, um, 
I fucking love Home Alone. I think it's just a great all-around comedy, not just a slapstick, but really everything about it is just hilarious. And uh, um, I could quote it all day, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you can. Trust me, I, I am sure. Um, so another uh, Christmas favorite of mine, another one would be... Um, um, I want to go basic here, but I also don't want to. Fuck, I'm going to go basic. I'm going to go Die Hard. I love watching Die Hard. Yes, sir! I, lo- I love watching Die Hard every year for Christmas specifically. I think it's a great film on its own. Like, like if, you take a- if you take away the Christmas from it, but you can't because it- it's a Christmas movie and go fuck yourself if you think it isn't. Um, I've I- watched it. I love the movie. Three- I love the movie. I've watched it three times this year already and i'm definitely gonna watch it again this holiday season yeah yeah exactly exactly it's perfect for any time but it it, i do agree it is a christmas movie it's it's, yeah it's perfect for any time but it's so good it's a christmas movie it's so good um yeah there's not much to say about it honestly goodness um the cast is pretty darn great hans gruber at um played by severus snape himself uh alan rickman delectable I do have to say, he is delectable. I mean, his whole performance is great, but my favorite part from his character is when he's uh, trying to fool John into thinking that he's just a normal guy that got got lost during the whole hostage situation. And you can tell, like, it's not Alan Rickman trying to act bad. That's just, like, perfect for his character that he wouldn't even really try to do a great accent. Yeah. Uh, for an American, he's like, ah, help me. It's so funny. Um, um, John I love McTier- that. John McTiernan. John McTiernan. Yes. He is like one of the most underrated directors I've ever I've ever heard of, man. Dude, I love his Fucking movie. Predator, fucking Die Hard, fucking Hunt Die for Hard Red October. 3. The, uh, uh, Hunt for Red October, fucking Last Action Hero. I'm not gonna bring, I'm not gonna bring up the 13th Warrior. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, um, fantastic stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's made, yeah, he's made a lot of fantastic stuff. Um, I genuinely, really, this film was a classic for a reason. Um, it definitely it garnered that 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 um classic status. I'm sure, like near immediately, honest to goodness. Um, I love the production story about how they didn't want Bruce Willis to um to be the guy because they wanted way more a Schwarzenegger or Stallone type. And then they got, then they got a um, fucking, then they got fucking dad over here, a fucking dad type and fucking leads the movie. And it adds this sort of layer where you don't have to be a Stallone or Schwarzenegger to be the hero of the day. And it's such a, it's su- such a great film, such a great film. I, I love think the writing. Just, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's just so fucking genius how, um tense it is because it's so the hero oh my God. the the hero is not he's not a rambo he can't just pick up a mini gun at any time you know yeah. he is a normal ass cop with a normal ass handgun and that's all he has for like a large like chunk in of there. the movie yeah yeah getting in there now now some of the some of the more famous shots might show him with like a bigger gun but that's only because he took down some motherfuckers and took their gun yeah that's the thing he has to be creative and he has he's a gatherer he has to find the things that can help him 
Yes. And, um, the, and, and, um, and him going up through the building and then jumping off it to go back inside the building. That's fucking awesome. I'm not yeah, gonna, that's, and that's pretty fucking great. He stays with the situation. Um, once he realizes how dire it is, um, yeah. he doesn't try to leave the people stuck there. He doesn't, I mean, yes, he calls, he tries to get help, but yeah. even when the help arrives, he realizes how stupid they are. And yeah. so he realizes that he still has to stay there and do his job. Um, as not, a, to me- not to mention the film showed, um, I remember there was one specific shot where, um, where it showed gas that at that time was 75 cents. I fucking hate it here. <laughs> I mean, I fucking hate uh, it here. God damn it. Um, Man, I'm, yeah. I'm here like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, Die Hard, so fucking clever, so fucking exciting and awesome and intense. and uh, Very, very, very great film. I absolutely agree. Uh, it has that classic status for a reason, and I love it, watching it. It's a masterpiece. I'm, I think it's the best yeah. action movie ever made, honestly. My favorite action, my, I think Seven Samurai takes that title, but that's a great choice. I'm not gonna lie, that's a great choice. Like that's a that's a great choice. Um, I said Die Hard, right? So we got time for one more. I think we got time for one more round. What have you got? Oh damn, I haven't really thought past um, these few. Um, here's one. I don't think it's an amazing movie per se, but I have. I watched it recently um, for the first time. And when I say recently, I mean like a couple years ago. Um, I didn't grow up with it is what I'm saying. It's not a nostalgic pick, but it kind of, uh, it's become a tradition recently. And it's uh, Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. Just Friends, yeah, yeah. I really like it. Um, It's definitely got, it's it's an early to mid 2000s comedy. So it's going to have some stuff that isn't, you know, Good. necessarily like uh Good. you know people today may not love that kind of style of humor um and not all of it holds up but i still like it a lot i think it's a uh, cute I, I like romantic comedies a lot and this is a romantic comedy but it also has a wackier side yes that i think yes. is funny um especially the fucking um <laughs> hockey scene with all the children and then Chris Klein is so underrated in this mm-hmm. movie as Dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fucking hilarious. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds is Ryan. What you don't realize about Ryan Reynolds, or what I didn't realize, is that he's always been Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's just that it's just that it's just that Deadpool really showed us something. It just showed us that that he's been that, and he, and then we're all just like, what the fuck. How did we miss? Yeah, how did we miss that? How did we miss it? It's like he's been that way since his earlier film roles, like Just Friends, but we didn't really realize it until Deadpool. So um, he's always been that kind of snarky. Um, and I love how zany he lets his performance get. I think uh, my dad said um, he's basically like Jim Carrey in yeah. Just Friends. He really has that manic energy that Jim Carrey has in some of his more crazy roles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but he's also like kind of more of that sarcastic Ryan Reynolds as well. So he kind of blends the two together. Um, yeah. He bl- he's he's both himself and Jim Carrey at the same time. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know. Here's the thing. I know this isn't a great or even really that good of a movie. I just like it. You know, it's a great vibe movie. I love the vibes of the film. 
like, yeah, like, comedy wise. I love the vibes. Like you said, it doesn't completely hold up, but man, overall, it's such a great vibe bubble. It's it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's goofy. Um, I never have to take it seriously, but there's also some really sweet moments. Um, and I like uh, the cast and everything. And I just I like the movie. I like Just Friends. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with there with you. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Um, I don't rewatch it a lot. Um, I've seen it, I believe, four times, um, like across my life. Um, my big sister loves it, though, and uh, I don't blame her. Uh, pretty, pretty. I love rom-coms, too. Rom-coms are absolutely phenomenal uh, a lot of the time, if you ask me. I don't care how shit people think they are. I always love them. No, I love rom-coms. Like, I don't like, care. Rom-coms are so great. They're so good. They're so good. It's the most it's the most watchable and likable bullshit. Yes, exactly. It's like 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 I don't care what I don't care what any Fast and Furious fan says or anything. This shit is the best shit to to watch. This is the best mindless shit to watch. It's the best and I love it. It's so good. Yeah. So good. And um my my pick, fine, my final pick will be um <clears throat> will be a uh, great classic in my life. Not a lot of my, not a lot of my family likes it. I think, but I love it personally. I, I I've always loved it. Always had a, always had a, always had um an endearing heart for it. Nightmare Before Christmas. I oh love that shit film. yes. Now I need to. I citation needed. I think the film overall is a Halloween film, but it's a great film to watch for for Christmas as well. I love it. Because of the macabre with, with the Christmas vibes is such a good mix. I don't mean like just a good mix like overall. I mean in this film specifically, the horror and the and the um, nice hot nice happy holidays vibe, they mix so well in this movie. I genuinely can't believe it. Now um I love the cat the voice cast for this, especially um I love Danny Elfman. I love his music. Um he you, he rarely misses for me this past decade he hasn't been cranking out some really good ones but um i can definitely say that he's my favorite composer by a long shot um um henry selick deserves all the credit he de- he he gets um and um as much as i realize that this came from from a poem for for tim burton and he was the in he was the overarching producer who had the say for what's what and where's who um i definitely give henry Sog a ton of credit <clears throat> for working within working with that burton mindset and it's a great recreation um the plot <clears throat> this plot if you ask me this plot's about nothing honestly goodness it's nothing um i will say i watched this really recently like within the last week and as much as i love it just because of i mean people don't love it for the story (laughs) it's no one doesn't i'm very sure no one does it's not it's a vibe movie it's not interesting in the in the slightest in terms of compelling plots or characters but it's just the feel of it is what brings people back absolutely the um the halloween feel in in halloween town i'm just over here i'm here for it i i halloween's my favorite holiday and um, I always get so excited when October comes around. And um, this film is like, this might be my Halloween pick for all time. Honest to goodness, I just love the Halloween th- uh, feels for this film. This film all it has a pitch perfect, pitch perfect. And then um, and then it mixes with the Christmas, 
with the macabre and the and the Mary. They both mix very well to make a pretty cool um climax, I guess. I won't even call it a climax, it's just a part of the of the story, honest to goodness. Cause like you said, I don't care that Jack wants something new, even though his song, his I want song is pretty great. Um, yeah. um I genuinely like like I like like you said, um, it's definitely not a film that people watch for the plot. They just watch it for the vibes, they watch it for the themes, they watch it for for the animation, they watch it for the songs, you know. They they, they watch it for a lot of things. Like plot is probably like the last thing they watch it for, and um, yeah, and and I mean, what other kids' movie is gonna have a half you know a, a weird Frankenstein girl poisoning her own father, and then and then also a little kid holding up a severed head? I mean, it's like like there's there's hardly any films that do that. There's hardly any kids films that do that. There's hardly any. I love kids' movies that get unexpectedly just fucking dark out of nowhere. Yeah, um, it's it's all it's always it's always a it's always a highlight to watch. It's always it's always yeah. Similar. The funniest part of that movie is the little kid opening his present from Jack Skellington, and it's a severed head. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the fun. It's one of the it has it it has a great setup. You know, Jack gives it to him, and then he and then he laughs maniacally as he goes back up the chimney, and then they go, "What did Santa give you?" You know, they walk in. It's a different shot, and then um they cut to to behind him. Open the box, raises it up. You don't see it yet. Then he turns around to the camera and the parents, and they're both screaming their heads off. That's fucking hilarious. That, it's that, so that's funny. hilarious. Oh man. He still gets a good cackle from me from from like to this day. And I and like I said, I do think it's a Halloween film, but this is a great film to watch for Christmas, just cause just because how well everything mixes together. And a Christmas sound looks awesome as well like the oh yeah the, the attention to detail given from halloween town it does carry over to christmas town and i will say I every it. time they say halloween town in the movie i kind of kind of makes me you think yeah. I, it makes me want to watch the decom halloween town yeah which is a classic by the way that's a classic i, I fucking love that. halloween town great, oh my god it's movie. so good so good so good I remember, I remember okay. Cal. I remember Calvar's revenge fucking me up because of this one shot of this one person transforming, had these goblin eyes, and like turns into this weird, um, gilly oh, was it? monster. Was it the redhead kid, or is yeah. that in the first one? That in the in the in the um, in the um, second movie, Calvar's revenge. I think it was her mother. I think it was a uh, Marnie's mother, uh, that gets turned into something. I remember the commercial genuinely scaring me. Like, like I had to turn yeah. off the TV and like go under my bed and like curl up into a ball. I'm talking about childhood fears. I was scrolling through TikTok and this okay. one guy has a series about logos or like intro things that scared him as kids. And like it unlocked so many memories of yeah. like FBI warning screens scared the fuck out of me as, ch- as a child. A fucking THX logo with this giant ass boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many fucking little scare. Uh, do you remember Sony Wonder? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that that that, that shit scared scary. me too. It scared me too. Yeah. So like, I just rediscovered that, and I'm like, I used to be scared of all this as a kid because it's it's usually like sudden loud noises yeah. or like creepy, like PlayStation Two shit. You know. I hear, I hear PlayStation Two startup is like iconic for so many people, but for so many other people, they're just, they're just, they just get so they got so fucked up. 
especially when the disc is not working and it's that red screen Oops. and it's just this droning noise and it's so scary yeah but um but yeah, yeah. um um yeah that's oof yes sir <laughs> yes sir i agree scary all those sounds yeah i agree it's, you know it's one thing that really scared me as a kid though adult what? swim the warning about about switching to adult swim that oh. always scared me it always Any... because robot chicken was right there and robot <laughs> chicken's intro always startled me i could not sleep the next for like for like that night i could not sleep any warning about anything scared me as a kid. Like literally, I'd put a disc into the Wii and it'd say, "Warning: disc may be scratched." And I'd be like, "Ah!" Or um, or um, or the or the weird noise that it makes, the confused noise when it goes, Bow! like like that yeah. always startled me as a kid. Like, what the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> oh god! What yeah. Is that shit? Just random noises were enough to completely take me out for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your soul left your body. Like. <laughs> no seriously i would be out of commission for a good minute like <laughs> and then your soul comes back like is it okay good and i fucking hated when like because uh we had the uh old dvd copies of like uh, rudolph and frosty like the rankin bass ones mm-hmm. and whenever those ends there's no ending credits it just skips to this like loud ass like the uh logos of the companies that made it at yeah. the very end yeah. and sony wonder showed up and also something called like digital art studios it's yeah. some scary fucking thing i don't know i remember <laughs> one of those ranking bass actually yes um one of those ranking bass um, anim, um animated specials um santa claus is coming to town um you know the yeah. origin story of, of santa claus put one uh, foot I, in front of the other, other. uh that's a, that's I I love that one with all my heart, but but the um the um frost person, the person who could make things in the ice, the the ice wizard person. Oh yeah, his his scary face always scared me. Like <laughs> like, it scared me into kiddom when I was a kid. I was I was like I was like I was like I remember this when I was a kid. I am about to cry right now. <laughs> like I had so Fuck. much trauma because of that face. That one has the fucking the burger meister meister burger. He always made me laugh. He, 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 he was he, hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. The Burger Meister Meister Burger. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, all those Rankin Bass because of that kind of like uh, crude stop motion. I mean, yeah. it's great stop motion, but it's also a little bit crude. Yeah. Um, and rough. Something about it was always just a hint creepy. Um. Uh. Actually, that reminds me. I wanted to do a Rankin Bass um a marathon for December this December, but then but then Scooby Doo took so long across um November um which to which I'm like to which I'm like I know for a fact that I will not be able to do it because <laughs> Scooby Doo will knock me the fuck out. Yeah, I think my favorite Rankin Bass is probably Rudolph or maybe my- Frosty. My my favorite my favorite is um is um Santa Claus is coming to town because that's the one I that's watched. a great one that, that's like, a great that, one I I remember I remember always being excited that it always came out on ABC Family I always yeah. remember it, like I always remember being excited about it and then Rudolph always bored me as a kid and um and um uh, there was one of uh, the Meister Brothers I love that one 
Oh yeah, the fire. I and love ice. that one. Yeah, I love them. Now they um, were they were in um the year without Santa Claus. If my brain is working. Yeah, correctly. I think you're right. Um, they, were, they were introduced there, but then there was a there was a standalone special from ABC Family that they that they made, and they always screened it. Uh, my um parents always quote one line from the original Frosty the Snowman. And that was the one that was actually hand drawn, not um, clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's when they're trying to name Frosty all the little kids, and one kid just goes oatmeal, <laughs> and then everyone else is like oatmeal, oatmeal. <laughs> he wanted What's they, wrong he with wanted you? to he wanted to name the snowman oatmeal. It was it's very funny. Why are you naming him oatmeal? Because he looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> And we could always talk about Charlie Brown Christmas as well, Ooh, even though Charlie Brown Christmas. I think Charlie Brown Christmas is the worst of the like big three, in really? my opinion. I oh. prefer actually my favorite, which is my a favorite. hot take. My favorite is Thanksgiving. Really? Because fucking Peppermint Patty is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um, the very end when they're all getting in the truck to go to the grandma's house yeah, and they're yeah. singing over the river and through the anyway charlie charlie brown says there's one problem with that my grandmother lives in a condominium (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious and i love how just fucking like kind of dry the humor is in those yeah it's it's like it's like british humor it's like british humor it's so good it's not for little little kids because they're not gonna laugh but yeah it's so funny condominium (laughs) and it's how fucking depressing the characters are in charlie brown yeah i love it um um yeah uh, my favorite because it's my favorite holiday um it's the great pumpkin charlie brown i love that one that one's my favorite um i cannot great say pick. like like um um you're a good man charlie brown that's a great show i love that show like like that that the um the stage version is freaking phenomenal um you should watch you should watch some some bootlegs if you haven't like i think i think you'd if you like the thanksgiving one i think you'd like it <clears throat> a lot all right cool um so yeah that's great pumpkin is a great choice yeah so that's the um that's that main section do you feel an extra do you feel um bc do you feel um an extra do you feel extra recommendations um not recommendations um halfways do you feel any on you i mean i always have some but um not a not quite at the moment all right nothing that i'm like passionate about (laughs) no worries no worries um so to well i guess, I guess that's it then honestly goodness yeah this just is one uh, of follow this is, yeah just follow uh the underscore bc if you want to know my movie stuff yeah follow yes um at at the underscore bc for um for his letterbox and um the bc um films uh reviews and the bc film reviews and more on youtube actually great, great it's oh. just the BC now. Good, good. That's a great took, rebrand because that thing is I a took, fucking mouthful. I took away the whole spiel. Um, no. It's just the BC right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the BC on YouTube. Definitely um, hit him up there. Um, give him, give him a good subscribe. Give him good likes. Give him good comments. Follow, a- follow ASDF Batman on Spotify. Follow ASDF Batman on Letterboxd. Um, what okay. else you want? I'm a, I am Dr. Rogers on my YouTube. In fact, um, 
for anyone that doesn't know already, I'm trying to make some content for YouTube. I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to make a YouTube, I'm trying to make a video series. Um, awesome. Awesome. Um, definitely, definitely one I've been wanting to make for a while now. The script's been locked for a while now. I just, um, for some reason, when I shot the intro, um, I had bigger hair. I had, I had a full on face facial hair. I have no idea what BC's doing, and um, and um, uh, and uh, these glasses that I that I would wear uh, normally. Now my hair is cut, my facial hair is gone, and I'm getting new glasses soon. So I'm not shooting until um, until until I get until I get my glasses. So expect the series to drop um, in the new year. Um, it's definitely awesome. gonna be it's definitely gonna be a fun one for me. Um, I genuinely hope that that it that it'd be fun for everyone, for all my viewers and everyone listening here who would check out my channel. Um, I yeah. hope I hope you would all would enjoy it. And um, uh, what else from there? Um, I made a short film for NYU, um, a truly regular night that turned that actually turns one years old in um on on the, on New Year's Day. Oh, dude! Oh. Awesome. <laughs> anyway. So, thank you all for listening. Thank you, BC, for being here. I greatly appreciate you. I greatly appreciate you. No problem, bro. Chill episode. Um, but anyways, he's the BC. Follow him where we told him to follow. You where you were told follow him where we told you to follow him. And I'm ASD of Batman. You just listened to the ASD of Batman, ASD of Batman working title podcast. Thank you for listening. I love your ears and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Thanks for listening. My guests and I greatly appreciate it. Follow me on letterbox.com with the handle at ASCFBatman. Also, follow me at that support page link down below. It greatly helps out the channel. Also, big news, subscription-based content is coming very soon. Stay tuned for that. Thanks again for listening and see you at the next episode.